0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Me, Myself, and today we're joined with one of my favorite performers ever, period, regardless, in general, and in New York City, specifically the Brooklyn scene. We have Julie J. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, love. Of course, thank you.
0: I'm glad you are. I'm glad to see you excited about it because people come in there just like, we don't know what to expect.
1: It's funny because my, like, my my job is talking to people. Like I engage mm-hmm. with people all the time. Like yeah. it's good. I feel like I, I have the good ability to meet people where they're at too. Yes. So if I came in here and everybody was like not smiling, I'd be like, all right, girl. Great.
0: Yeah. I'm the same way too. I get very robotic like that. When I see rooms that are very kind of muted and toned down, I'll just sit in my corner and then start to disassociate. And I'm <laughs> like, suddenly I'm floating. That's suddenly right. I'm not here. Suddenly yeah. I'm just a body with a wig on or something. And I'm just The spiral. Not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then that ensues, and the math calculation meme <laughs> is going on in my head, and everything. But all of the above. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Though thank you, love, thank you for having me. Of course, I discovered you. I followed you on Instagram for a minute now. Mm-hmm. At this point, but I think my first time seeing you live wasn't that long ago. Okay, it was at the Britney party in December.
1: Yes, yes. What's funny about that show is that mm-hmm. I had taken like a a month off okay I, I was out of town i was actually in italy for a month okay in course. november and i had just come back and that britney show was my first show back it was my first time back in drag in a really full month. So i was so nervous i was like am i gonna remember how to like paint am i gonna remember because three dollar bill too that's where the show was exactly yep $3 bill is like shows. the biggest shows, baby. Mm-hmm. You're giving shows if you're a $3 bill. Yep. Not everybody giving shows a $3 bill. But, but if you are giving shows a 3 o production, a let alone, <laughs> shout out to Nikkyo. Right, Nicky shout production. out to if, yeah. you, if you're in one of those shows, bitch, you put on shows. And so and my song was Work, Bitch. Yep. And I was like, I there are queens who are like dancing divas of uh-huh. the South. That's what I call them. No matter where they're from, dancing divas of the of South. Of the South. Of the South, baby. They could
0: be of the South of the bronx the bronx right. you know <laughs> it could be the south of
1: brooklyn it could be the south of staten island wherever south of canada yeah. south of canada dancing diva of the south <laughs> um i do not consider myself one of those i do move i can move and on beat right okay um but i was like why did i pick this song but then you know what i was just like we just gonna give it i thought Let's you ate thank you baby. i really do like you do thank every you.
0: time but that number was fun too because i heard the song come up i was like Okay, right. This is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. We do this a lot. I'm a deep Britney stan for those that okay. know me. Like, that's I have Britney to... tattoos and everything. Like, that's my mother. <laughs> like, if I was Caucasian, that would be my mother. That's my mother. And she kind of is my mother regardless. Yes. Like, paper signed and everything. Mm. But when he came out and did it, it was such a dramatic take of it, which yes. is what the song kind of is. It's fucking dramatic. Yet yeah, the song is camp at the same time. Exactly. It's a very simple. I don't want to say basic song, but like the lyrics are literally, you want to hop out, you want to Bugatti, out, you want a miles yes. Artie. It's not the most like compelling mm-hmm. piece of music lyrically, yes. but <laughs> you still gave it a fun story and it was fucking exciting. You were like the first act, I think, to like yeah, first few. I was few, early. I was early. You know, so you really got the mm-hmm. people going. It was you, Junior Mint. Junior. Oh, Mix Pink. I
1: love. Mixfink, I was just, I don't know, my phone is over there. I was just texting. Me. Really? She's probably go text text me right now and be like, "Bitch, why are you Why why now? are
0: you leaving my messages unread yeah. and everything? <laughs> that was an amazing show and for you to be a part of that show as your kind of comeback after a month hiatus. Yeah. That must have been fun. It was fun.
1: It felt uh, it was very like a uh, an explosion yeah. of sorts. And I feel like I feel like my my drag career has kind of come in phases mm-hmm. in a way. Like it, it, there's moments that like kind of like push me a little bit higher. I see. And okay. a little bit higher every time. And I think that that kind of December, December, January little like stint of time yeah. was like a push up. Right. Cause then, okay, I, then I think I got like more visibility in front of people. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I, I'm not one of the girls in the scene that has like uh I call them like double digit K followers. Yes, exactly. You know? Uh huh. Like I'm not one the of IG yeah, is the IG divas. Yeah, IG divas. I'm not an IG diva. I actually am not a fan of social media at all. Yeah. Like I only post when I like absolutely have to. Have to. Or if somebody's like, we have to do promo. I'll mm-hmm. post. Um, but I'm not a social media queen at all. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people in New York City know who I am, right? Because I am mm-hmm. performing and I'm am out there working. Yeah. So it's like this weird visibility thing. Completely. I think that's even more
0: fierce, though, because people know your art at its core. They don't just know the pictures. They don't just know the curated image of yourself. I mean, granted, like, drag and drag identity is kind of a real-life curated image of one's own being. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when people are coming to see shows, they're not coming to see your Instagram. They want to see you perform. So if they know you as the one who turns (laughs) it every time they see you, for me personally, as a former drag entertainer, not yes. completely former, yes. but a drag fan, mm-hmm. I would prefer that over just like, yeah, they're popular on Instagram because some of these people, you see them on Instagram and it's no shade. Everyone has yes. their own ways of expressing themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're more expertise on Instagram.
1: Yes. Let's just say that. Yes. And that's, and that's fine. That's like, there's, fierce. There's so many queens that have been, uh, have gotten their fame from Instagram. For sure. Right. But I, I'm more so like, what's the performance like? I wanna see it in real exactly. life. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, as much as I love seeing, uh, you know, cause one of my favorite things is that after a, a queen does a show, you see like their Instagram story and it's like. yep, You know, all of the little performance videos. And that's, I always like watching those. Me too. More than the photo shoots. I'm like, yeah, the photo shoot is good girl. Yeah, you spend $600 plus on that. I don't know why. But, you, but did. you did. You did.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you and did. And, you know, nothing is more bittersweet than watching those, like, reposted Instagram stories of somebody performing from the night before in its event, like, an event you didn't go to. Yes. And you're just like, damn, I should have went and saw right. so-and-so perform. Like, that's a good feeling. That's a feeling you want as an entertainer. You want people to have FOMO about yes. you and your art, not Absolutely. you and your Instagram pictures. Because I could always just go search at Julie J and I'll be there. Yeah. Julie J NYC follower. Yeah, pl- please. You know? But you mentioned the phases of your drag career, and I kind of wanted to get into how did Julie J yeah. form, especially you talk a lot about um, personal identity mm-hmm. and how history kind of mix in with For sure. identity of oneself and drag. And I just wanted to know how did Julie J become or when did you align with Julie J, the Ooh, drag That's a good persona? One. That's a good one. Yeah, because uh, I, sorry to interrupt, but no, no, I hate please, the please. whole idea of like, when did you start drag?
1: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that you didn't ask that question because people ask that question and I'm like, girl, I've been doing drag forever. ain't a start.
0: <laughs> just, it's like when people are like, when did you know you were queer? It's like, I don't know like a specific day. You kind of just yeah. know. You just know. So I like saying, when did it align with you? When did yeah. that divine alignment come and You're just like, oh, this is a way I need to express myself. So
1: Absolutely. Well... When I was, I am originally from Texas. Mm-hmm. So originally from Fort Worth, Texas. I moved to New York when I was 17. I had like maybe just maybe just turned 18. It was like July of whatever year I was 17, turning 18. Um, and I went to Sarah Lawrence College for oh. theater. Um, and the first show, the first show that I was in um, was a show called The Colored Museum. And I played a drag queen in the show. And so that was my first time in drag. Well, someone else put me in drag. There are photos out there on the internet. I have tried to scrub all of them, yeah, um, so that they are, cannot be found. I get that because it's so bad, <laughs> so bad. Um, but that was like my first taste of it, mm-hmm. right? The first taste of like the um, the the power of it right yeah and this is gonna sound sad and i i preface this always when i talk about drag because i'm like i don't want you all to think that i'm like (laughs) depressed all the time because i'm not but (laughs) yeah or or that my life is sad but Mm -hmm. i always felt like when i was in drag that people paid more attention and rupaul Mm -hmm. talks about this a lot of when you find the thing that the world opens up to you with know what you're about to say you know as soon as you find that thing you have to claim it you have to lean into you have to lean into it and so when i was and when i was in theater when i was acting regularly Mm -hmm. you know that's how i was i was i was good (laughs) like no yeah Yeah. that was a good thing and i think it it informs my performance style in drag too right um but when i graduated college mm-hmm. i i did drag here and there when i was in college yeah. but it wasn't until i got out of college and was auditioning for shows and things just weren't sticking right i was a young black queer person nobody was writing roles mm-hmm. necessarily for us until pose came along right and then of course everyone's like exactly. oh my god are you auditioning for pose are you doing pose are you an extra in pose and mm-hmm. it's like as as much as I would like to do that, right? I was I had just gotten to a point where I was a little tired of the system. Exactly, right? there was like a machine of acting in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And if you weren't in Pose, you were in a production of Angels in America, yep, or you were in a production of Rent, or and if you were mainstream's
0: idea of queerness, right? Exactly,
1: yeah. and especially POC queerness, right? Exactly. So if I I I wasn't auditioning for The Inheritance, right? Because Mm -hmm. there wasn't really anything in there for me. Um, I could have auditioned for Pose, but I probably would have been relegated to an extra, right? Which is nothing wrong with that, right? Like a lot of my friends were extras in Pose. Mm. But I thought to myself, you know, what what can I do for myself? And so then that RuPaul quote, you know, is like running in my mind of like, when you find the thing that people say... (gasps) Two, that is that's the thing to lean into and so i yep. started writing i so i wrote this show called if i knew you were coming i would have worn eyeshadow yep. which was this solo drag show um and i was like 21 i think i was 21 yeah because that's right when i got out of college so i was 21 mm. and i wrote this show i put it up it went really well um I took it to Italy for this arts residency in Italy. Nice. And they loved it too. So I was like, girl, if I can get the Italians on board. Exactly. Then let me get these local girls together. Global bookings. <laughs> exactly. Global bookings. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me get these girls From together. From the jump. Yeah. From the jump. Um, And so that like, all of that kind of informed the starting point. Yeah. And I had gotten started you know, doing that show and people had come and seen it. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for the club circuit just yet. Right. Right. I don't know if I'm ready for it just yet because I know that it's very cutthroat. It's very cutthroat. And New York City drag is very competitive, even though it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be exactly but it is people make it competitive people make it competitive yep. right because they've been taught that a television show is the only metric for defining mm-hmm. what drag is and that show is a competition and once money starts to get involved that's when opportunities suddenly become limited when they're really not they're really not they're really not they're really not that limited. yeah they're not and in fact what's very humbling and i'm sure that we'll talk about this a little bit later mm-hmm. uh i performed saturday at Bushwig. yeah Sunday night, I had a show at Macri Park. So we go from Saturday at Bushwick. Yes, a thousand people, right? You're you're putting on powerhouse performances. Yeah, and then I go into a show at Macri Park, and there's ten people there. Yeah, right. And so some queens, some queens go from that, and they're like, "Oh God, I'm not a bad drag. I I, I am a bad drag queen because mm-hmm. only ten people came out to my show." And it's like, "No, no, baby, no." You could be fantastic. You could be the talk of the fucking town. Exactly. And then perform for five people. Now it's up to you to keep that same level
0: of performance. If anything, keeping 10 people entertained in a small room shows more of your talent. Absolutely. And more of your strength as a performer than entertaining anyone at Bushwick. Everyone's on drugs anyways.
1: hello. You know what I mean? Everybody's
0: drunk on drugs by nine
1: o'clock, bitch. I hope I'm drunk and on drugs. By nine (laughs) o'clock, hello. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm not looking for the most flawless performance in the world, just something to capture my attention. Yeah, exactly. If you drop to the ground and fall, I'm just like... Yeah. Give it, bitch. Yep. She's surfing. She's giving uh-huh. shows, you know? So anyway, b- back to uh, the evolution. Yep. Once I finished Eyeshadow, I was like, okay, this was like January tw- 2020, February 2020. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I think I'm ready to start the club scene. So like yeah. the entirety of, 20, tw- of 2019, right was really honing in on what it is and then 2020 started and it was like all right now is now is the time to really push apply it apply it yeah to for really sure. apply it mm-hmm. and so february 2020 i was like all right at the end of the month i am going to start the competition circuit yeah in new york city and because that is like as much as I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about the competition circuit in New York City, it's, it's kind like, of one of the only ways, kind of to, the get ways to get in. Yeah. yeah, unless unless you have like uh, some notable drag parent, right, of some sort that kind of like catapults you. Exactly, um, you come
0: in with some type of like social media presence already, or mm-hmm. but to your point, exactly, competitions has been the root of how you get started. It's the root here in the city. Yeah, it really is the
1: root. Um, And, of course, as we know, February 2020 (laughs) was the beginning of the pandemic. Let's start some live drag, shall we? So we were like, well, no more of that. Yep. No more of that. And so everything became digital. Mm. And in a way, at first, I was so disappointed about it because, and mind you, at that time, I was still acting as well. So I was acting and getting started into drag. Okay. So I had just signed my first equity contract actually okay right before the pandemic started and that show got canceled and so really? it was kind of like a it was like the universe was saying let's let's yep. go this direction mm-hmm. and just see it's going to be really scary but let's see but let's see what happens for sure and so that that kind of that pandemic time i think i call it like the marination time yeah Right. Because it's when I was really I just had all these ideas for different things, mm-hmm. for makeup, for numbers, for um, I was writing so much during that time. Um, I would like got, went through a breakup, you know, it was all these. I, I always yeah. say that some of some of the best art comes from mental breakdown. Completely. One hundred percent. Which. <clears throat> It's like a blessing and a curse because sometimes you share and you're like, oh,
0: I've overshared. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But you need it. Like us as creatives, we kind of depend on stuff like that. Yeah, That's why I'm never scared to get my heart broken because I'm like, I know it's going to influence or motivate me somehow. Oh my gosh, yes. Absolutely.
1: It's like that extra fuel that's just like, "Mm, okay, I got this now. Yeah, and it's funny, uh, to circle back, work bitch came. I had like just ended a relationship too. Really? And so that like, (gasps) that November, oh, November was a month. 2021 um so the pandemic started during the pandemic during all of 2020 i was just marinating right mm-hmm. on everything and i started to write a new show called faulty defense mechanisms yeah. which is still online i'm thinking about taking it down even though my my close friend and roommate is like you have to keep it up you have to keep it up for like history's sake you have for to sure keep it up. um and it's not bad it's just that was just a different point yeah right a different point mm-hmm And so I did that show, and then things started opening back up again. Yeah. And the competition started back up again. Bars, clubs started opening. So I was like, all right, now's the time. And if Mm -hmm. I don't hit the gas now, I'm going to miss it. You might miss it. I'm going to miss the window.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so I did a competition called Are You the Next Diva? Yeah. Hosted by Janelle Number Five. Mm hmm. Um, in early 2021 um and i lost i lost to luxmore london who i love <laughs> she, love you know she's like so fucking sickening yeah you know? she's she's everything um i lost her and i say to myself i'm like girl bitch i lost to lux not many of you girls can say that okay that part <laughs> You know that like, part. I, I am okay losing to Lux. Yeah, um, it's like if you're not gonna pick me, pick the next best. Pick wish. the next best best one, absolutely. Um, and at first, I was like, "Oh God, I lost." But so much came from that night. Mm-hmm. So much came from that night. Yeah, I can trace almost. I can trace at least ninety percent of the bookings that I have gotten over the past two years from that, that really. Yeah. Like I could, like a family tree almost like go and it will end up Mm -hmm. somehow back. Was it because like everyone just happened to be at, are you the next diva? Yeah. And I did a good job. (laughs) Oh, 100% that's a (laughs) given baby. You know, like that Uh night, that night it was, and this was back, this was back when like, like I said, things were just opening back up. So the girls were were hungry. They were coming out, Ugh. you know? And that's not to say it's that like there. the competitions now aren't that, but- But after a pandemic where we're all inside doing Twitch streams right. and getting in drag in our Hello. living rooms, yeah. People, people were like, girl, this is the time. And so, and a lot of girls that had been doing the competition mm. had been doing it for weeks yeah. and didn't even make it to top four. I see. Right? Okay. And so I had come in, it was my first time and I was just runner up. Wow. All the way to the end. Wow. And so that was kind of like the first like, Mm -hmm. right? So I was on people's radars. Um, And then around that time, I also met Nikki. Yeah. Um, And so I started doing a lot of Nikki's shows as well. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like kept going up. And so that was kind of like all of 2021 until like fall 2021. And then I did uh, Lady Liberty. Which was at the queue at the time. And I, that was, uh, what is it? They call it uh, New York City's biggest drag competition. Yeah. (laughs) The largest drag competition. I, you know, uh, I don't, (laughs) you know, pre pandemic, I think perhaps, yes. yes. Perhaps. Exactly. And I think they say that because it has, it has been, uh, it has gotten uh, a lot of, Drag Race girls, it is uh, yeah produced
0: yeah for sure a lot of drag completely races. the Ritz too you know had uh, what was it the thing on Mondays or Wednesdays yes that's um, where like Cracker got her start
1: yes all I of those say girls it was turn Wednesday or turn Tuesdays
0: or something something like that. something like that yes yeah and Look Queen Le all Queen. those shows
1: yeah another one and so those those kind of the lady liberty when i did that in the fall of 2021 Mm. i won right and so that was the first one that i won and it's interesting because when i did are you the next diva and this this will get into a conversation about um different types of drag for sure types of styles Mm -hmm. right uh who's judging the competition yes right what type of drag are they looking for for what type of drag do they do Mm -hmm. um how experienced are they in their breadth of knowledge of drag yeah right um and so when i did lady liberty when i did are you the next diva i was like i know exactly what type of drag they're looking for i know exactly what performance style they're looking for Mm -hmm. i know that at base level right that that this competition is one that is looking to be entertained in the four to five minute slot that you have right right and so that's what i did for that competition right Mm -hmm. meeting people where they are exactly yeah meeting people taking note and applying so yeah absolutely and so when i did lady liberty i was like i know what they're looking for but i don't give a fuck i ain't gonna do it I ain't going to do it. I'm going to do something completely different. So I did a ballad. I stood in one place the whole time. Love. Did not move. Was a spotlight like right here. Mm-hmm. Did the song. What song was it? It was uh, In Love With Another Man by Jasmine. Perfect. Sone. Love. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. But that's me. And that's what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Made top two. <laughs> Look what <laughs> happens. Yeah. yeah, right. Made top two because I said to myself, this is... This is who I am. This is it. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna apologize for it. No, we're just gonna give it and see what happens. Made top two the the um the lip sync song. It was me and Marsha. 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 Okay, love. Yes, we were top two. Um, keep an eye on Marsha. 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 Uh, and we did "Break Free" by Ariana Grande. Yeah. And it was funny because one of the judges before before they announced top two, one of the judges I won't say who because it'll like break the rules. They were like, "I hope you know how to dance. Like I hope you know how to move because the 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 song the song is is an up wow. And I was like, I was like, "Oh yeah, I think I got it. I think I got it." And I ended up winning, girl. Ended up doing the lip sync. and yeah. winning. Um, And that was like, that was a big jump. Mm -hmm. That was a big jump. That night I met uh, Bianca Del Rio, who was in the audience watching the show, which was like major. An honor, yeah. Truly, like truly an honor. Um, Britta Filter I met that night, who was the host. Yeah, um, who's now your drag mother. Who's now my drag mother, yes. I met Dahlia Sin that night. Um, I met Aquaria that night. This was back when the queue was like, you know, the hot place to be. Um, Jan jiggly caliente just a lot of a lot of wow. you know queens that you know have been through the machine for sure you know have the notability have seen a lot mm-hmm. know a lot um and i got really great advice you know from them and the what starts the like next phase of it is yeah that when i was talking to bianca del rio she was like you're at a point now where you need to say yes to everything that's amazing advice she was like say yes to everything that is amazing advice people ask you to go it doesn't matter what the size of the venue is it doesn't matter how many tickets have been sold go give a show give the best that you can give right more importantly than that make sure that you're talking to people exactly all right don't be a cunt you know don't i don't know if i can cuss on the yes you can you absolutely Um, can you know don't be a cunt don't don't you know be shady just to be shady don't feel like you are you know Two cunts to miss thing. Yeah. Miss thing that you're beyond, that you can't speak to somebody that comes up. I'm a title holder, darling. Yeah, no, none of that. Fuck all that. I don't give a goddamn the thing, you know, I say I'm thankful for the competition circuit, but if we stripped all of those titles away, girl, I would not give a I would not give a fuck. Yeah. I would not completely right. To me, what's more important is the the people that I have met. For sure. Right? The people that I engage with. Yeah. Right. What your art did for people. What my art did for people and in real life. Exactly. What did for people. Exactly. Not what it did for somebody online. Yeah. Right. I want to know you as a person. It's like, when I go to concerts, I don't be taking out my phone. I don't care. Girl. Just
0: there for the moment. I'm there for the moment. Because I can moment.
1: watch everything online. Again, somebody is going to have it on YouTube. Someone is going to. I don't need to have it on my phone. Exactly. It's a I special don't. moment. Be in it. Yeah. Be you it. know? And so the past, I would say like the past year since that moment. Right. Right. Has been uh saying yes to everything to everything that i can't say unless i physically can't be there yeah of course saying yes to as much as possible um and i think that in the past month the past Mm -hmm. month or two that it's it started to change a little bit okay because i i think it's very important for us as entertainers to know our worth yes right okay so I've I've gone through the phase of saying yes to everything and I'll still mm-hmm. continue to say yes to it if I believe in the project and if I think for sure. that it's a good fit for who I am as an entertainer yeah um, but also I think now that I've started to reach a point with and it's a learning experience completely it's a process of saying all right. This this might help me pay a bill, yes, but am I going to get artistic fulfillment from it? For sure, right? And so there's a right now. It's like finding the balance, yeah, of personal life versus work life, right? Yeah. I'm a full time drag queen, yeah, full time. Uh, and so if people if people joke with me, like some other queens are like, "Julie, girl, you are a workhorse. You're a workhorse. Yeah, you, know? you sh- you'll show up. I'm not, and I'm not a workhorse though in comparison to some girl. yeah, mm-hmm. because I, who I adore so much. I also was just messaging her on Instagram, Dev Doe. Love. Who I adore. Love. Dev and I actually got started around the same really?
0: time. Really? And like look at the club. all that y'all are doing. Yeah. In such a little period of time. Yes. Yes. Um, That's so amazing. It
1: was, it was really good. I I think I, the last time I saw her was at Bushwick. But we we overlap every yeah. once in a while. Um, yeah. She's always working. She's Always working. And always working. She's like, I tell people joking me, be like, Julie, girl, you got five shows this week. And I'm like, I might have five shows this week. Dev has five today. Yeah.
0: Oh, my today. goodness. I li- <laughs> literally be on my way back home from work. I work early mornings and mm-hmm. I come back home around like two or three ish. I'll literally be getting off the train. Yeah. And her and I live on the same stop. Uh, I'll see her coming up, full gigged, everything, ready to go. And I'm like, I look at her and I'll just be like from across the platform. I'm like, I know she's about to go work. Let her have her moment. Bye, baby love, you'll see you later.
1: Yes. And I I love Dev so much. And Dev and I, Dev and I have talked about that too a little bit as yeah. well of like the, you know, we've gone through this phase of saying yes to everything. Yeah. Right. And now we feel like, and, and I feel like, and I don't want to put words in Dev's mouth, but it's like, what what is going to get us to the place that we want to be? Completely. Not the place that somebody else wants to be. Exactly.
0: And it's a part of growing up, Yeah, you know, like you've kind of, and I'm going through this right now work. It's like, you've kind of been through that phase of being like at intern level already, even like for drag. It's like, you've done the drag intern phase. Granted, like you said, you're still open to accepting other opportunities, whether they be smaller venues, whatever the booking price may be. But also at the same time, everything we do takes up our emotional energy, Oh, you know, and our emotional energy is like a pitcher of water. We could pour it into several different cups. But then when we get to ours, we got to have water left for us. Absolutely. If, if not, then we got to start rationing out how yeah. we use our water and our emotional Absolutely. energy. Because then if not, you're just draining. You're like, okay, yeah, I did this many shows. But what do I have left for myself at the Nothing. end of this week?
1: What well, I got left for myself? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Beautiful. Yeah, Nothing. exactly. Perfect. Look for and that. you know, I think that like, I think that for a lot of people, particularly other drag queens, right? Yeah. That that this thing that we're talking about Mm -hmm. is a hard thing to understand. Very. It's a hard thing to understand, right? Because a lot of people take some of those things personally. Yes. They take they take me saying, Diva, I unfortunately I cannot make it tonight. Mm -hmm. I've done everything I could to be there and I just can't. For example, last night, last night, my apartment flooded. My basement. Oh, geez, yeah. So I spent all day yesterday cleaning, drag, doing laundry, trying to get everything taken care mm-hmm. of that I possibly could. Right, and I had to call out of sh- out of a show, which I hate to do. Yeah, of course. I hate calling out of a show because you know I I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to disappoint yeah. anybody, particularly if somebody was like, oh, I bought a ticket to the show because you gonna were gonna be there. be there. Yeah, you know, but it was like I. I ha- I there was no way. It was one of those shit happens situations. Yeah. yeah. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Um and so it's it's one of those things that like I also have to relinquish to the universe that guilt. Yeah. Right. That guilt of hey, I I just can't. I can't do it. I don't have any water left.
0: Yeah. The pitcher's empty. Yeah, sometimes like you can't do it all.
1: Yeah, you can't
0: do. it You all. can't do it all. My friend told me that a few weeks ago because I was stressed over something stupid like I didn't get to the laundromat in time and I couldn't do my laundry that day. And I was like, I could do this, this, and this, and this all in one day, but I didn't yeah. make it to that. And they're just like, chill, it's gonna be open tomorrow. Yeah. You can't do it all in a day. No. You'll be fine. There'll Same be with another you. show tomorrow. There'll be another show tomorrow. Exactly. Yes. That There'll person could get another ticket for tomorrow or Absolutely. they'll see you around. You're everywhere.
1: Yeah, they will see me around. And I like the, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to have as many opportunities as I have. Yeah. You know, but i also especially people that ask me or newer queens that come into the city or that are just getting started yeah you know ask me about how to how to get to the level or of, of just the amount of shows that i have yeah and i tell them i i try to be as honest as i can and say you know it is a sacrifice it is a sacrifice yeah. so you have to be ready to you know when you get one thing, one thing has to be left behind. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, so the past year, like, I haven't necessarily, you know, been going on a lot of dates or like spending a lot of time out in the club. Yep. If I am at the club, you're working. I'm working. You know, there's, most a likely there's, there's a, a difference. There's a huge
0: difference. Yes.
1: There's a huge difference. And so I think that some people, when they, when they, <laughs> They're like, oh, girl, but you're out all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. But I'm like on the clock. Yeah,
0: completely. Right. You're worrying about your number in the second set. Yeah. You're worrying about your quick change. You're worrying about mm-hmm. this. Not to mention you probably spent the last half of your
1: evening getting ready for the show. Yes. So by the time you pull up, you're exhausted. Yeah, girl. That's what I, people don't know. There's three hours that happens before I even show up before to the show. Before. That is like...
0: <laughs> And you probably stress about so much shit in that moment, too. And then when you get to the
1: venue, you're just like, okay, now time to stress about this shit right here. Yes. And making sure that I uh, am on, right? That I'm on, that I'm nice, and I'm available for everybody, right? Yep. Because that is... I, I think that that is important. I think there's... There's been a lot of, uh, and Drag Race girls talk about this a little bit too, of like that thing of having to be on all the time. Mm -hmm. And when people want to come up to you and take a picture, you know, or tell you their life story, um, it happens at brunches all the time. Yeah, Parents will come up and they're like, my my daughter identifies as they, them now. And like, she's been through so much bullying. And like, at first I didn't really, you know, understand it, Mm -hmm. but now I do. And like, Thank you so much for everything. And you're just like,
0: woo! Right, which is <laughs> lovely. But it's right. like when it's a brunch, you've already had to get up early. It's probably what? Like you're done with your second set. They're all telling yes. this one last person's doing their tip number. Yeah. You're just like, huh? But you have to somehow muster up the energy to be like, really, baby? Thank you. I appreciate it. And which, you know, yes. it's always genuine, of yes, course. It's
1: always. And but I mean, I'm happy to. Yeah. But it also takes a little bit of that water. 100%. Right. It takes a little bit of that water. So, yep. and- People, I tell people, they're like, girl, what do you do on your days off? Like, what do you do? Nothing. 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 And when I get home, I'm like, I'll take everything off. Unless unless I have to think, unless I have to do like planning for whatever's coming Of course, next. yeah. I am sitting on my couch. Yeah, being still. Being still. Is so great. Oh my gosh. It's something that like, I really, really during the pandemic, appreciated me too. Like learn to appreciate is that moment of just like stillness
0: yeah did you know that during the pandemic that it was never going to be like that and that's that kind of helped you appreciate it more oh uh, i think so because that was like me i was like i know once everything goes back to normal my life is going to be busy in a way where i've never seen it yeah before and, and what has. is it right now busy in a way we've oh. never seen it before oh my god and i always think about Like damn, if I could go back to those days, wake up on Sunday to claim my employment, go right back to bed. (laughs) The
1: employment,
0: Uh, the unemployment.
1: The girls were living.
0: Oh my god! The Alta trips, everything. I tell you right now,
1: the my my drag, (laughs) the unemployment benefit. Hey, right, baby, paid for by. I would not be where I am today without.
0: Neither would most of us. Good old Uncle Sam. Coming in clutch. Biden, or who was even in office that day? Whichever, that one. I don't want to say he came handy, but... Whoever that was. Yeah, exactly. The office that handled the monetary Mm -hmm. benefits that we once received during the pandemic. They helped us out.
1: Very handy. Yeah. But drag is crazy, man. It is. It is. And it's like... It's... I love it. Yeah. I love it. There are times when I I get frustrated with it, right? Like those moments of... I think the the competitive nature, even though, even when it's not, yes, I think that that frustrates me a little bit. And actually, yeah. a great example is, I Bushwick was just this weekend. Oof, I was just about to bring this up. Please, yes, we can talk about Bushwick. Yeah, we'll talk about Bushwick. Um, we'll get into the details. There yeah. was a queen who, uh, a, a newer queen mm-hmm. on the scene who I ran into when I was there, and she, um. I was like, "Oh my god, Diva, I'm so excited to see your performance. You're going to kill it. You're going to be so good." And she said to me, she said, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be great. I just I just really hope that I make everyone proud." Oh. And like that crushed me. I was Diva. like I was like, "Oh my gosh." I was like, I said, "No, listen to me. Yeah. You're doing this for you. All right? It don't matter. You have made everybody proud already." Exactly. You're on this lineup, right? It's like when you now that you're you're here you're in the room, yeah. You've done the things to get into the room. This moment should be for you because this is it is. You. Do what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it is. Yeah. And so many people believe in you. You're beautiful. This this girl, she is she is the next thing. Yeah. She's the next thing, and yeah, it just like but I think I think that it's because this this generation of drag mm. has been taught that. You have to impress this person, that person, that person, and this person 100%. in order to get to this point, that point, and that point. Yeah. And at first, at first, I was in that mindset, right? When mm-hmm. I did Are You the Next Diva, I was in that mindset of I need to be cunt mm-hmm. to get to where I need to be. Yeah. And in fact, it was quite the opposite. As it most always is. As it most time, always yeah. is. You know? It was more so about you know, the conversations that I was having. with Completely. You You know, the people say that it pays to be nice. It literally has paid my rent to be nice. The way to last long in any industry, let alone
0: our industry, is to be nice to people. I don't look at the cameras during the show, but we're going to look at the cameras here. Hello. If you want to last long, a fierce resume is one thing. One thing. But... A kind and a genuinely kind spirit yes. will get you far. Yes. Not to flex, but it's just because it's so perfect timing with everything. Mm-hmm. Patty
1: LaBelle literally
0: told me that on Monday.
1: Oh, I saw those videos. Oh. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like breathing in her air right now. I love it. Take it. <laughs>
0: Please. She told me right before I left, she said, sweetie, Joey, stay the way you are. Don't ever change. Yeah. Be sweet. Stay sweet. Don't ever change. That's going to take you far.
1: Yeah. And it has. It has. And
0: look how it worked for her. Yes. And look at the people, the drag entertainers we've seen right now. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's going to be those people that have long careers and then you meet them then they're like, "Uh, they're not all that put out to be. But those ones that you meet that have been kind, genuine people, they've had a fulfilling career and they're fulfilled inside.
1: Yes. At least from what we could tell on the surface. Yes. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And it's funny because... Over, over the past two, three years, I've met so many queens, right? So many that mm-hmm. I have uh, maybe not necessarily revered. Some of them I've revered. Mm-hmm. But others just that I've known as like prominent figures, right? Right In nightlife. And sometimes it's a hit. And sometimes it's a vast miss. It's a miss. It's a big miss. Yeah. It's a big miss. And not being, a, not taking it personally, Completely. Well, not taking it personally. Yep. Um, but I'm also now at a point where and I think that Bushwig was a, a, a big turning point for me in this of mm. like, if if you're not a good person, if you're not a kind person, yep. if you're not if you're somebody who looks down on other people, uh it's a chop. Do not subscribe to it. Don't subscribe at to all. it. Yeah, it's a chop for me. And because it takes it takes so little energy to say hello yeah, to somebody, to, to say how you're doing. I don't even care if you don't remember who I am.
0: You ain't got to remember who I Just am. Just be pleasant.
1: Y'all think I remember half, the, half like, the people that I meet in the club. The lights are low. I don't have glasses on when I'm in so right. I can't see shit. People coming up to me drunk, mm-hmm. on drugs, whatever. I Slush. meet so many yeah. people. Even if I don't know your name, I'm going to take the time out to make sure Completely. that I'm with you. Yeah. I'm present. For sure. I'm present. Now, baby, I might have to go and do this number real quick. Of course. I love you, and I'm going to see you afterwards. Okay.
0: But you're not going to, oh, thank you, baby. No. Because and, a lot ooh. of people do that. Oh. A lot of people do that. And it's like. A lot. And a they lot. won't even be busy, too. That's the thing. No. So I'm like, you're not even hosting tonight, nor performing. You're
1: just no. here to show up and gig. No. they just showing up. Showing up in drag. Just have a moment. And you and i think that some some queens think that in order to feel like a queen you have to be unavailable. Yep. And i never i never have been attracted to that. That is nothing that has made me feel yeah at home. And part of me thinks to myself at some point in time that person had somebody that they really revered that had the sure. show to them and now they think that that's the way to that's be. That's the way to be. Yeah. And it
0: is not it isn't because what i realized too and like i've been going through this own personal journey with myself of like growing up becoming an adult becoming a boss in my industry becoming a boss in my workplace becoming a boss as a producer becoming a boss as a queer person a queer person of color yes it's i don't want to say it's easy to but it's tempting to be like why don't i just be a cunt yeah why don't i just be a cunt yeah especially when people have shit on you for so long it's right there it's the button is right there oh and it's easy Oh, it's so easy. It's, easy. it's like covered it's in so litter. easy. It's beautiful. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. It it's even gorgeous. has an aroma to it. Yes. Lavender, perhaps. Of course. But you know what happens when you press that button, though? You go to sleep feeling terrible about yourself. Terrible. Or at least that's what I would feel. Or at least I wouldn't feel fulfilled. I would feel empty. Mm-hmm. And I would even if I don't remember that specific instance, I was a cons to somebody. I wouldn't just feel right in my spirit. Right. Or
1: a great example, and I see this mm. in nightlife specifically. You look around and suddenly ain't nobody around you. You sitting alone in the VIP. But you're sitting alone in the VIP because you haven't taken the time, right? Yeah. To connect with, the, with people around you. Yeah. Right? To find that common ground mm-hmm. between you meet people where they're at. For sure. And of course, it's nightlife. It's the club. Yeah. It's been all constructed to be a facade. One hundred percent speak place. on that. Yeah. Yes. Th- that at, at base level, it's it's the place that we come to escape to, right? It's queer high school. Yeah. Essentially. It's queer Just high school. Just redone. Yeah. And so I'm like, at what point and the thing is, the thing is is that I know that we're all thinking it, but not everyone's gonna say it, right? Yeah. Because when I say it, everyone's everyone's like, Yes, sis, that's so right. You said that. You said that, period. Nope. Period. Nope. But is it really? Is it? Is it real? Are you really hearing it? And mind you, everything is a growing process. Of course. That takes time. Of course. But mama. How much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? And
0: also, it doesn't take a lifetime to learn how to be kind. No. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And it it's doesn't like, happen. I get it. We've all been through shit. Yes. We've all been through shit Mm -hmm. especially for us as queer people we've we've all been through shit compassion is great and you need that to be a kind person but you like compassion and evil don't go together they don't they don't they really don't go together so you could have understanding for somebody and what they've been through but also at the same time what does it
1: yeah where does it get you
0: yeah where where does it get you and that brings me Mm. to your performance at Bushwick yeah because you mentioned Gosh, the sitting alone in VIP, which I yeah. literally have the explanation for your performance yes. put in my notes right here.
1: Oh,
0: yes, amazing. <laughs> Julie performed "Scream." Yes, by Michael and Janet Jackson. Yes, one of my favorite songs. She <sighs> so was excellent. Fun story: I was in the crowd with one of my friends who's a Janet stand of mine. Uh. and we like met at like a uh, at um. It was one of Nicky's. Come on, everybody! Like yeah. thousand nights of Janet or whatever over yes. there too. Uh-huh. and we met and we were talking about Janet. And then you were announced. And I immediately, our conversation ends and we turn towards the stage and watch. And then you hear the sounds in the The beginning of scream start. We were like, it's like Janet and Julie from the gods in heaven heard us. And your performance was incredible. Thank you so much. And I'm gonna read the full on excerpt you put for Instagram for the explanation of the performance. So you said, Mm -hmm. for Bushwick this year, I wanted to send a clear message Community is paramount, and if you're not using your voice or your platform for those community members on the margins of society, then I'm uninterested. Mm -hmm. There's more to drag, more to life, more to art than just being kind. Community will be what saves us. Not likes, not followers, and definitely not the VIP section. There's no group or individual more important than the other. We owe it to ourselves, our communities, to lead with love, to lead with kindness, to lead with patience. Investing in what brings us together should always be the focus. The frivolous clout chasing, the drama, the velvet ropes, all of that will never be there for you when the going gets tough. When you need someone in your corner, when you're sitting alone. There's no need for hierarchy. We are stronger together than we have ever been apart. Be about the change, not just when it's cool. I'm watching, I'm listening, I'm speaking, and when I need to, I'm screaming. Period, yes. That was yeah. so beautiful. Thank you so much. Le- and it was Thank so you. accurate. Yeah. It's so accurate. Mm-hmm. Song choice in- impeccable. First of all, not just because it's an excellent song, be- but because that's what the song is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Mike and Janet were speaking from their perspective as a list entertainers mm-hmm. on a pop scale, yeah. and you were speaking about it from what I could assume for the queer community, yeah, specifically the queer nightlife scene.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was Anytime. so
0: great. It was Thank really you. so great, especially for me. I, you know, I told you before we started recording. I used to do drag in Miami for, like, a few years. I would do it in D.C. and everything. It was great. Love it. But just like anywhere else, just like any sub-community, it gets politicized. Drama starts to get involved. Mm -hmm. And where does both of those things come from? Ego.
1: Ego. Ego.
0: Ego. Oh, Ego and projection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just people projecting what they wish they were in high school onto people Mm -hmm. now that they have the power and the popularity and the opportunity to. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that, like... I, I think it's unfortunate right that the the industry mm. right our nightlife industry has su- has succumbed to that right you know um because I, I I don't think that it has always been that way and I actually know for a fact that it has not always been that way right. so for for example um Linda Simpson mm-hmm. who hopefully folks know if you don't you should look her up um I'm actually seeing her later today Linda um, has a book called Drag Explosion Mm -hmm. that just came out recently. Um, And it is a a photo book of uh, a collection of different photos. Um, There's not a whole lot of text in it, but every once in a while, Linda does these presentations on the book where she talks about it. And she talks about how the reason that she calls the period from the 80s to 90s, the drag explosion, was because it was an explosion of community. Yes. Right. Right. So we had these events like Wigstock, you know, where yep. there was no uh this person is going to get a 9 9 p.m. slot because they have this many followers mm-hmm. and they will attract this many ticket sales yep. and miss all out on everybody from 4 to 6. From 4 to 6, right? And to me, I I think to myself I'm like, god, what if what if what if like our drag community was like that Mm -hmm. right where it wasn't where we had you know hypothetically i don't know i would say like janelle number five is performing at 4 p.m yeah would everybody show up at 4 p.m exactly if we had uh a drag race girl you know uh aquaria perform at 2 p.m on on sunday would her picture be the biggest two on the flyer would it be the biggest Who knows yeah who knows who knows right Mm -hmm. um and so, and I have to commend, I have to commend uh, Bushwig um, because I think that what, what they are doing in a way is emulating that same sense of Wigstock, yes. you know, that same kind of queer punk uh, subculture. Yeah you know that i i crave it's queer art yeah it's, it's not queer even art. just drag no exactly it's queer art you know because there's so much more than drag happening there's completely music, there's DJs there's performance Venu- art. vendors yeah vendors there's you know all of it all of it all of the above queer uh chefs yeah and like food organizations yeah completely that come it's essentially like the queer coachella yeah honestly absolutely queer coachella and so for bushwick this year i i was like you know Last year, for example, I had a, I was at like 4 p.m. I was happy to be there. Yeah, completely. Happy to be there. Okay. Yeah. 4 p.m. It don't care. They could have put me at 3 p.m. I would have been like, we going to mm-hmm. give. Um, not a lot of people will say that. Yes. Not a lot of people say that. People be disappointed with that people slot. be disappointed with that Which slot. Which they shouldn't. Which they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Bushwick is a huge gig. It's a huge gig. And it's a huge opportunity. And. You know, I'm I'm so thankful for it. Mm. I was thankful when I found out that I got an 8:30 p.m. slot. I was like yeah. I was like, "Oh my god. I really have to like give you it this it, year. Yeah. You know, I really have to bring it because I know I know the expectation of other people. Mm-hmm. You know that other people are going to do the the thing of like, "Oh, well, you know, you have you have an 8:30 p.m. slot, girl." So, you know, that's good. Yeah, you know. So there was, while there was a little bit of pressure, I also was like, you know, I'm gonna, the same Lady Liberty. I was just about to say that. Right. That voice, yeah. That same voice of saying, you know, just do you. Do what you want to do. Say what you Mm want to say. Somebody's gonna listen. If it's just one person, that's also okay. That's also okay. Exactly. Right. Do you. Because I performed in bars when it's been two people sitting there. Completely. And still had to give it. So keep, like, Keep that same energy. Yeah,
0: and if anything, that experience performing for two people brought you here. Yes, absolutely. If you could entertain
1: two people, you could entertain 2,000. Yes. And it's funny, the Mary Cherry introduced me for Bushwig this year. Yeah. And it was kind of a full circle moment because the first Bushwig that I ever went to, the performance that I remember the most vividly Mm -hmm. was Mary Cherry's. Yep. And I was just just in the audience. Like, I wasn't performing or anything. Mm -hmm. This was like maybe four years ago yeah completely four years ago yeah. and
0: look how that yeah. worked all because back in the beginning you made that decision to lean into yeah what you knew what was the right decision for you
1: mm-hmm. is to put acting to the side for now yeah and pursue drag yes and the money has been better yeah the relationships have been better the friendships mm-hmm. you know and that's not to say that i don't still have all the those things that i yeah. had, that i had in theater um but like we talked about earlier, the world just opens. Opens, yeah. The world opened. Yeah. You know, and I just answered the call.
0: Yeah, completely. And there's going to be more instances of that that flash mm-hmm. throughout our lives. And I think that's just
1: like the call to authenticity. Yes. You know? Yes. And you that call it. is one that I like, it like is my guiding light. Completely. And I do, right? I'm not, I'm not the girl that has like the top makeup skills i don't i can't make the best outfits in the world i can't rhinestone out of my ass i'm not like splits and dips and tricks but i'm julie J. girl that's exactly that's that's what i got exactly and it's more than enough trust yeah. me that's why
0: i didn't say mm-hmm, or, yeah when you're saying i don't have the best makeup yeah. that. because um i'm standing right here in the middle of daytime <laughs> yes. you look fucking fantastic oh
1: thank you baby Please. thank you so much
0: but what what you are is what you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what you bring is what you bring. Absolutely. And I guess that's just a thing of fucking just growing older, growing yeah. past our mid-twenties and being like, oh, wait,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not all of us have to be like twinks. Not all of us to be so-and-so. Like we don't need to necessarily fit or claim to a tribe to belong to everybody. Absolutely. If you want to belong to everybody, then just stand alone. Yes. And you'll stand out.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's really that simple. And that's like, I think the... It's funny when I was getting started in the competition scene, um, there was a queen that was like, you know, uh, try try wearing a wig, like just you know try to mm-hmm. try try doing that, like just see what happens. And at first I was like, oh god, you know, you're right, I really should. But then, then I was like, you know, no, yeah, <laughs> completely. You, you know, you know what? What? No, what? I am gonna leave. You know what? No,
0: I am gonna. I leave am because gonna leave. I would have had the pickle juice. <laughs> I would have had the pickle juice.
1: The greatest <laughs> video of
0: all time. So good. Had
1: I accepted the pickle juice, I would I'd be, be drinking, drinking pickle, pickle juice. juice. It is, and that's, and that's the thing. That's exactly. It's what like it if is. I did, if I did what you wanted me to do, I'd be where you're at right now, which is fine. Which is fine. You're in your place. You're in your lane. I'm not interested in that lane.
0: Exactly. I'm
1: interested in this one over
0: here. Exactly, and that's when you sometimes have to look at the person in a very constructive and you know, normal way, nothing yeah. rude or evil or, you know, no. overly constructive and just be like, do I want what they have? No. Mm-mm. So why am I going to listen to what you have to say? Granted, us as humans, our instinct tells us when something is genuine from someone of or when it's something you could just take a note from when it's just critical advice. It's nothing, you know, it's just, sub- it's not subjective. It's objective. Yeah. But absolutely. you could also tell when somebody's just telling you something because they want to morph you into what they think you should be. Yes. And that's when you just say, fuck no. Yeah. And most of the time it works out in your favor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know by you choosing to stay authentic to your style of expressing yourself via the drag medium, mm-hmm. it's benefited you so much more. Yeah. yeah. Because granted, had you just replicated one of these other girls, what would you just be?
1: Right. One
0: of these one other of girls. these other girls.
1: Right. One of the other girls. And I think to me, I I, I absolutely agree with the, the statement that all drag is valid, right? Completely. Every, every, everyone and anyone can do drag. In fact, most people are doing drag and they don't realize that they're doing drag. But it's like the, to me, it's, it's full freedom and range of expression. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I've also told myself that when it doesn't make me happy, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Exactly. So in those moments where I'm like, I'm going through the motions, right? And and I'll be honest with you. And I didn't say that I feel myself getting to that point. For sure. Of going through the motions. I know that when I get to that point, that that next is about to happen.
0: Yeah. Right. And that comes when you have to take a step back and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. what can
1: I do more of? And what do I need to do less of? Yes. Yes. There's a, in, I think it's All Stars 1, Chad Michaels, (laughs) As share, as share it's like, I gotta stop getting booked for these chicken shit chicken gigs. Gig gigs. yeah. That's knowing your worth, though. you know. And exactly, that's and that's where I'm worth. at now. Of like saying, all right, what, what am I doing? Right? Because we're all getting paid the same, right? most part, for the most yeah. part. Say, for example, a night of a thousands, right? Mm, for sure. And this is a piece of advice that I give to the girls that do night of a thousands. Completely, right. it's like we're all getting paid the same amount. Give you to the best of your abilities within the confines that you have, don't be going out spending $800. No. For five minutes? No. Baby 30 girl. queens. Five minutes. Come on now. You can make an impact with hardly
0: anything on. Hardly anything on. And we've seen that happen many times before.
1: Many times. Many times. Many times. Many times.
0: Many times but- be smart. <clears throat> be smart. Save your emotional energy. Save that water that you have. Yes. Keep that picture, baby. For yourself. That, exactly. And unfortunately, our time is wrapping up. That's right. Which- Soon, I'm going to have to have you come We back. have to have a part two. Oh, my gosh. We have to. Have we have two. to. Part two, part three, the Julie J saga. Yes. But to leave off for this time, mm-hmm. what's any advice you could give to young queer creatives of any type of medium mm. they choose to? Whether they're fellow bachelors of, you know, performing arts students. Yes. Or they're fellow drag entertainers. Or, you know, people who want to have their vendors up at Bushwig. Yeah. Mm. Through all the, you know, adversity and the learning you've been through, what do you think is your best piece of advice to them that you also consistently repeat to yourself? That's
1: a good one. Um, I have in my in my drag room, I have this uh, piece of paper that I wrote a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just like a couple of sentences. But the one that I always come back to Mm -hmm. is you, you, meaning me, meaning us all, you are right on time. You're right on time. Whatever it is, whatever that thing is, you're you're on time to get to that point. You're not far behind. You're not too ahead. Yeah. Right. Because I think, especially as young people, we say to ourselves, "Oh, okay. By 25, I want that Grammy. I want that yep. Oscar. I want that Emmy, and I want that Tony." Yeah. And Viola Davis didn't get her Oscar until she was 50. Taraji P. Henson didn't move to Hollywood and start acting till she was 41. 41 right right on time right on time right on time my love yeah thank you thank you thank you you for having a big hug
0: after thank you for coming thank you for coming again soon so when y'all see me myself and julie J part two please tune in because it's going to be even bigger even better it's gonna be great let everyone know where they could find you yes in real life online all of it especially in real life because you do not want to miss
1: out on a julie J production absolutely yes um you can find me on Instagram at juliej.nyc. Um where else? On Twitter. I I tried it I'm trying Love. to tweet more. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll be liking stuff. Getting i would be with liking time. times. Get with the times. Twitter circles perhaps. I, I need to, I I have it? I got to figure out how to use it. Oh, yeah. I got to figure out what I'm doing. Oh yeah, I use uh, that. Twitter is at @juliej_nyc. Mm-hmm. Um I am when drag race starts back up again, I'm Fridays at $3 bill. Love um okay. Wednesdays at Playhouse, Saturday at uh, the Standard Hotel and Sundays at Macri Park. And I guest at multiple shows in between all of those normals. Full time. Yeah,
0: full time. And you meant it. Full time. And I mean it. You mean it. So go out to see Julie J as well as follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff at Bad Bussy, And yeah, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you all for another episode of Me, Myself. And thank you. Bye. Cool. Thank you so much. Of course.